Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, right here on voiceamerica.com. So excited to have you, and so excited to have my guest for the whole hour. Uh, She comes on every other month on this program, and she's just an amazing, inspirational woman who is successful both personally and professionally and is making a huge difference in the world. Her name is Paula Marshall, and she is the CEO of Bama Companies, which is an international innovator of bakery products. They make the apple pies and fast food desserts for fast food chains like McDonald's and Walmart and many others. She's also the author of five books, including Sweetest Pie, Tough as Nails, Finding the Soul of Big Business, and that's S-O-U-L, and The Executive Entrepreneur. And she really walks her talk. Her employees are not employees. They're team members. And I'm very excited to have Paula. Welcome, Paula. Thank you very much, Patricia. Uh, great to have you on. Happy well, to be today, here. thank you. I, I'm going to follow your lead because you texted me an article that I thought was fabulous, and I said, let's talk about it today. And it's on LinkedIn, and it's current. It was uh, published on April 1st of this year, 2019, and it's called Toxic Environments Make People Sick, Make Projects Fail, and Make the Best Employees Quit. That's the name of the article. It's by Dr. Amina Aitzi-Selmi. And she says, people don't leave jobs. They leave toxic work cultures. So I thought this was really great. And I know you have a lot to say about this. So why did this article (laughs) attract you so much? Well, because you and I talk about this every single uh, couple of months. And it is, it is always amazing to me how people miss this, this fact of, of, you know, being happy in life and how can you have joy in your work. And this is my whole philosophy from Dr. Passed on by Dr. Deming. And it just hit me that this woman took a spin on what I've been talking about with you for seven or eight years now, which is toxic work environments. I call it, you know, uh, cultural, you know, deserts, uh, you know, no emotion, no feeling. People are treated with disrespect, you know, treated like numbers, uh, being ranked ranked and rated against their peers of of whom there's no comparison, uh, having their pay jiggled with, uh, you know, having bonuses and merit pay thrown out for, uh, you know, for actions and behaviors the way the boss likes to see it. And so what happens is over time, that is the American way. And the businesses in our country are failing because of those toxic work environments. And she details it out very clearly. And so I thought I would send it to you because there's a different spin on what we've been talking about for eight years. Well, I, you know, I don't want to bring, I really don't want to bring politics into this, but I, I feel I must, particularly on the first one. The first one is signs you're in a toxic works environment is disrespect and belittlement. And 
without naming any names, we've been seeing a lot of that in politics everywhere, everywhere. I mean, it's, it's just there. And it's, it's just too bad because one side and the other side, you know, it takes two to tango. And that belittlement from whatever side it's on and going back and forth does nothing, Paula. I mean, it doesn't help anything. No, no. I mean, all it does is raise the anger, resentment, make the other, you right. know, a group throw a bomb to right. the other group. And then it's exactly. a constant, you know, and we, as we've seen in the world, there's parts of the world that cannot stop bombing, killing, right. whatever you want to say. It's the right. answer to everything in their world, and it's mm-hmm. really not the answer to anything. And we're seeing it not just in this country, right? I mean, we're seeing it in other areas. Oh, no. It's everywhere. I mean, the Brits are going through it right now with, with the Brexit discussion. There's yeah. banners. There's protests. There's, you know, and it's all about immigration. It's all about, you know, the Brits want no immigration. And so, uh, you know, they want to go more backwards, like, you know, two or three or four hundred years ago, uh, you know, in the in the world culture, when <clears throat> people were not really regarded very highly unless they were of a certain race. And so, you know, that that is part of what we're seeing, I think, a resurgence of in this in this world. Yeah, and I think, you know, if if you go further on that and we look at this whole anti abortion issue that we thought we had solved <laughs> with Roe v. Wade, and now we're saying we may not have solved it. And, you know, I think that fits into the whole disrespect too, because, you know, you're looking at women's bodies and you're saying, you know, you're making a rule for them. So this whole thing about disrespect and belittlement, I think, is a big issue now. And um, yeah. unfortunately, it doesn't take much. And once you have it, then, as you said, people just go off and on and on. And the problem is, too, Paula, that then people keep repeating these over and over and over. It might have happened a year yeah. ago. It might have happened three months ago. And you keep repeating it, and it just reopens the wound all over again. Got to do something right. about this. Right. <laughs> and, and the, you know, the answer is compassion and forgiveness and, yeah, and of, of course. course, love, which is what you and I talk about in corporate culture all the time because, yeah. you know, people think you're a socialist or a communist or whatever. If you want to help people, you don't want to give them welfare. You want to give them a helping hand to get out of these troubled times they're in so they can keep working. I mean, we don't have the luxury anymore in this country with uh, the unemployment and the amount of growth we're having, which is good yeah. in one way, but bad in the way of there's no labor. There's no qualified labor, to, and, but yet there's millions of people incarcerated, millions of people in the streets, on drugs, homeless, etc. Mm-hmm. So why can we not put an effort against taking millions of people that have been deemed you know, unemployable and trying to provide some jobs for them. And so, you know, there's going to require a change in our thinking to employ that, that group of people. But you've done that. But you've done that, Paula. I mean, you've worked with people who've been incarcerated and you've brought them into your company and you've said on the show, you know, two, three years I've had some of these people and they're excellent. Absolutely. They work harder than anyone else. They will be there on time. They will be there snow or ice or rain or mm-hmm. fire or anything. And, 
This is the kind of work ethic they have because no one will give them a chance, and they know that. So they can't just sleep through the day. They've got to get up. They've got to show up. And because of that, they're actually growing and gaining in seniority, which means they're gaining in their pay and they're gaining in their job skills, and they're growing their their salaries, and then they're growing their ability to you know, rent a nice house or buy a nice home or, you know, raise their children properly. All of those things can start to happen if a person has a job and has a reason for getting up and going to, to work every day. Yeah. And that's the whole, one of the things she mentions in this article that creates a toxic environment is lack of empathy, appreciation, and support, which is what we're talking about. Yeah. But I want to bring up this next yeah. one, which I think is interesting. Another sign that you're in a toxic environment is unreasonable pressure to get short-term results at the expense of long-term mm-hmm. strategy. And we see this mm-hmm. all the time. You know, get it done, get it done, oh, get it done. Goodness. And it's all the short-term where people aren't able to sometimes stop and say, is this the right thing? You know, maybe I should re- regroup or maybe I should take more time because of the long-term goal. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, again, the reason why I sent you the article is because this is what we talk about every time I'm on your show. We talk about the dimming approach. We talk about the long-term nature. We're talking about hiring team members, not calling them employees, hiring them as part of the family, creating a long-term view of what right. your role in your company looks like, creating opportunities for them to grow, and not about letting people at the bottom of the stack stagnate by not training them and not providing opportunities. So Bama has a promote from within. We have a lot of training classes. So if you don't get the jobs, you can be you know retrained. You can go get your skills more developed if that's that's why you didn't get the job. So there's a way for them to kind of circle back because not everyone's going to get every job every time it's posted. But for the most part, there's a way for these people to grow and prosper within Bama. Mm. And you, but you, there's a lot that you offer your team members. I mean, you have, don't you have a, a fitness center and counseling and all kinds of programs for them? At all the, yes, we, we have fitness centers at all the facilities. We have coaches, we have nutritional counseling. But at our Bama Caring Center, <clears throat> we offer free legal services. And that's, mm-hmm. that's 40 hours a week of free legal services. Mm. That's 80 hours a week of free counseling. So you can, if you're having a, a difficult time staying on the program or staying true to, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do, we have counselors. We have nutritionists. We have uh, smoking cessation classes. We have all kinds of things to help you, you know, things to help you get off of medica- expensive medications or things to help you quit smoking, which is a real, is a real problem for a lot of Americans. And, and to, uh, you know, continue to live a healthy life. So we help, we try to contribute to the whole person. And I think what that article is saying that people are expendable. So a toxic environment looks like this. People are expendable. They're treated like the numbers and the numbers they generate. Sometimes the bosses don't even speak to them. They don't know their names. They don't know anything about them. The, the orders are called down, so there's no dialogue, no talking, no team spirit, no creation of 
a team and a team uh, goal together by talking about a problem. Everything is buried. So those are the kinds of things that create toxic work environments, and a lot of people work in that. Well, it's so true, and it, it comes from the top, and I mean, you're encouraging that, and that, that makes a huge difference, Paula. It really does. Yes. All right, let's, let's yes, take a quick break. It's the break, only and way we... that it can get better. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're talking to Paula Marshall, and Paula is the CEO of Bama Companies, and they are an international innovator of bakery products, and they work with McDonald's, which they've worked with for many, many decades, as well as Walmart and many other fast food chains. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Paula after the break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. I'm talking to Paula Marshall. She's the CEO of Bama Companies, an international innovator of bakery products. She's the author of five books, including Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business, and The Executive Entrepreneur. And Bama Companies makes the fast food desserts and apple pies. That's how they started, with apple pies for McDonald's, Walmart, and many other fast food chains. And they have plants in Europe and in Asia 
and they're a huge company. And Paula really walks her talk of really caring about her employees, whom she calls team members. Welcome back, Paula. Okay. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here today. Yeah, good. Let's talk about one of the things in this article. Now, the article is called Toxic Environments Make People Sick, Make Projects Fail, and Make Best Employees Quit. It was published on April 1st of this year, 2019, and it is by Dr. Amina Atsi Selmi, and you can go to LinkedIn and find it. But one of the things she says that makes a toxic work environment, and I want to talk to you about this, Paula, because I see this when I do workshops, excessive control known as micromanagement. You know, where you just feel like you, whatever you do, you're going to, big brother's watching over you. Talk about that, Paula. I think it's a tough one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that that is a tough one. I would agree Um, that, you know, it, it. yeah, my our what we talk about in our training is that with the proper training and support, whether it's um, you know a, teaching a skill or uh, conducting a you know how to be a better communicator, whatever it is, that at a certain point people have to be able to stand on their own and do it you know without someone supervising them that closely. But a a micromanager is more of a trait that we share with our leadership teams. And we talk about, you know, the micromanagement of people is a a detractor. It's something like Stephen Covey calls uh, withdrawing from the emotional bank account. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a leader, you you really need to think about how you're setting um, the, the, the benchmarks and the goals for people. Are you having weekly meetings with them? Are you, if you need to, do you have, uh, you know, every week, every other week meetings with them? Do you meet at least monthly with your entire team or one-on-one or both? And those are the most, uh, the most advantaged teams are the ones that I've viewed that the boss has one-on-one meetings with all the team members of the team. And then once, once mm-hmm. a, every couple of times a month, they get the whole team together and talk about how the projects are going, what's happening, what's up, what's down. And so, you know, you have a camaraderie that's built through yeah. getting together, and you can do team building exercises and things like that. But, you know, micromanaging is more of a leadership deficit and more of, of something that we work with our leaders on to real, make them realize how much of a detractor that is from people that, that work for them. So you, so if you hear about it, if, if you're hearing a, a couple of team members say to you or you're hearing through the grapevine that's, that they're being micromanaged and they feel like they can't really breathe, then you work with the manager? Is that how it happens or how, how does that work? Yes, yes, uh-huh. The man, it's, it's more of a management deficit in my mind that needs training at the, at the manager level, the management level, because it means that you're not, you don't have a process for guiding your team if you have to constantly micromanage or mm. you have the, the wrong person in that job or you have no process documentation, you haven't done your homework in terms of documenting the process so the person can't follow along. So we look at that as a management deficit, something that has to be corrected, and you've got to put in processes to correct it. You can't just stop doing it if you've got someone who's not doing the role, then you have to, you know, meet with them more frequently. But it doesn't mean you have to stand over your desk and watch them 24 hours a day. That means that you are doing the wrong thing 
or the team members doing the wrong thing. And at Bama, we feel like that's the leader doing the wrong thing. Right. Let's look at the next one here that I think is important, where she says one of the things that creates toxic environments is morally questionable environments, lack of integrity, encouragement of dishonesty. So have you faced that at your company? Have have you had any of that? Um, Is there an example you can offer? Well, you know, um, it does... You know, the old phrase, uh, one bad apple. Oh, absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a quick break for technical difficulties, but don't go anywhere. We're in the middle of a sentence. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Everyone, we're back. We had a little technical glitch, but we know just where we were. I'm talking to Paula Marshall, and she's the CEO of Bama Companies. They make the apple pies and fast food desserts for many fast food chains, including McDonald's. They have about a thousand employees, and Paula really does walk her talk. I mean, the name of her book, The Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business, is really her mantra. So welcome back, Paula. Okay, let's talk about where you were. Thank you very much. 
You're welcome. We're talking about um, one of the things that really uh, does is a sign that you're in a toxic environment is that you have a morally questionable environment, that there's a lack of integrity, and there is encouragement of dishonesty. And you said, yes, it's when many times that one bad apple spoils the apple cart, which I've seen over and over. So explain that. Yes, I think I think it's more more often than not what what I see generally starting to happen is like so the uh, if you will the the corruption starting at the top and when that is there it typically is seen by others when the top people don't think it is right. but everyone kind of knows and they talk about it behind everyone's back like it's a secret and then eventually so many secrets build up and so much darkness and so much lying and going behind one's back and different things that the whole culture gets toxic. So no one even knows the truth from, from lies. So I think you've seen a lot of miniseries, a lot of Netflix series, a lot of shows depicting, you know, these corrupt people that get into these environments. And I mean, the only way to do it is to put an ethical person at the top and, you know, someone who understands the difference between right and wrong and they carry out and they set the example for all the others. And then, you you know, unfortunately, you have to rid, to clean it up, you have to rid the, you know, the whole environment of the toxicity. So usually that's when you see something like a sweeping change in the boardroom or if, if when you pick up a, a newspaper or read about a sweeping change in, you know, like at Uber or at Tesla yeah. or some of those companies that have had these huge sweeping changes in the boardroom because the culture was so toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Tesla was, was a, you know, sexual discrimination. The Uber culture apparently was one of just flagrant violations of of uh, sexual uh, misconduct. So you can see from the time that they knew about it at the board, they had to take decisive action. And what did they do? They had to let go of the CEOs because if they left them mm. in place, they would definitely right. continue right. to go down. So they have to change that from the top. They can't leave that person in charge. You know, I, I have to share a story with you. It's interesting. I, I use a bank. It's an international bank. I'm not going to say the name of it, but they changed names, and I worked with them for a long time. I was really ready to leave. I thought their customer service was awful. And about three or four years ago, they got a new CEO. This is in New England, and this CEO had a completely different strategy. And I, I've never. It's just amazing the change. The customer service is amazing. They really go out of their way. They really are there to help you. And I said that to them recently. The diversity in the company is amazing, which I haven't usually seen in banks. And I was talking to someone about that, and they said, yeah, we got a new CEO three years ago. Completely changed. And the, it's just amazing. The whole company is very different. So That's what happens. Really, I mean, that's yeah. why you can't change a bad company from the inside without making changes, you know, at the top. I mean, typically, that's where the problems start because if the top is corrupt, then that means they allow these things to happen throughout. They turn a blind eye. They don't investigate things. I mean, we have a very rigorous program where if anyone complains about something, I mean, I'm talking anything, 
We have a hotline. We have uh, anyone can report anything to directly to the People Systems Group. We have our, our legal team ready at all times to go out to the facilities to investigate any kind of any kind of discrimination, any kind of uh, rule or regulation that was disregarded. If they're disregarding a safety rule or a safety uh, plan that's been implemented, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have to take those actions very seriously. And if we don't, then we're going to have an intoxicated culture where yeah. if we don't stop one safety incident, and then why wouldn't people just keep, keep having incidents? And then eventually you're going to have a bad accident. So anywhere you pick up the paper and you read something about a food safety recovery or a recall of meat or lettuce or produce or any kind of food of any kind, you know that that company, from the top of that company, their food safety was not their focus. Mm -hmm. And they took their focus off food safety and they started focusing on numbers. They disrespected people. And when that starts to happen, the culture gets toxic, then like she's saying, Projects fail, people fail. So when we have a food safety incident out in the marketplace, the company and the leadership of that company has failed the consumer. And so we take that very seriously because it means a total management breakdown. If that is, mm. if that's what's mm. going on, you, you know, I th- this is a quote in this article that I want to read you. It's very interesting. It's by Peter Drucker. It says, "Culture." Eats strategy for breakfast. Now let's talk about what that means. Absolutely so that means that the, true. the right the corporate culture, which is what you're talking about, eats strategy, meaning it it forgets strategy with the wrong corporate culture. It's not going to work. Correct. Correct. That right? is absolutely one hundred and ten percent correct. Right. There is no question. Go ahead. That you can't carry out a strategy. You can't carry out a strategy of anything without the proper culture being in place. Because if your culture is toxic, if your culture is contaminated, if you don't have control of values and respect and decency, then there's no reason to even think you could uh, deploy a strategy. It just isn't going to happen. And on the other hand, she says in the article, she says, in an environment, you know, no matter how great vision and strategy are, they won't work. But great leaders fix toxic cultures. And she, these are the words she uses for great leaders. Empower, involve, listen, appreciate, challenge, support, and mentor. They value hard work and a job well done, honesty, integrity, commitment, and dedication. Those are all the things. So... That's, yes. that's the and answer. See how positive that, how positive that is, because what it means is that all of those things that you just mentioned are things that add to people's emotional bank accounts. So they're yeah. all positive. Saying thank you, recognizing someone, you know, you know, not a, uh, a you know, a um, sort of backhanded way. Um, I read another article today on recognition, and it said, you know. It needs to be specific. It needs to not be just yes. a general thing or, hey, good yeah. job, guy. You know, it's yeah. like, let's do it right. You know, let's, let's thank them for what they did and be specific about it. 
Yeah, I, you know what I don't get, and I and I, I mean I've, I've said this to you before, but it really it's hard for me to understand this. Why people? Why it's so difficult for someone to say, go up to someone and say, I really appreciated that. It meant so much to me because of. Why is that? I don't know what the reason is for that, Paula. And and, and the different and what bothers I, uh, me, it you know it, it makes such a difference for me. If you say that to me, that that'll take me through the next day. Yes, yes, and it fills people with pride, and they look forward yes. to coming back to work because they feel good about themselves. They're not beat down, so they don't just want to pull the covers over their head. I mean, it's it's amazing how you know uh, someone tells someone something and the way they do it, how they say it. Uh, you know, the the feeling coming out of their body, the the voice inflections, all of those things really matter to people. And I think that's one of the reasons why most people don't give very good recognition because they're embarrassed or they think, you know, uh, oh, well, nobody ever did that for me, so I'm not going to do it. So there's no pay it forward. There's no, you know, love. That's what we call it at Bama. There's no love of the other person and there's no compassion. There's no respect. So when you don't have that, the culture becomes very toxic because as human beings, we all need that. We all need need those recognitions, every single one of us. Yeah, and and you and it's not just through words, as you've said. You know, it's through <clears> programs, <throat> like you said. You have the exercise programs. You have the counseling. I mean, you're showing your team members that you're there for them. You're not just using the words. It goes beyond words too. Right. I mean, we've just been uh, we've just been in floods. We've just had so many floods. And oh, I've been know. getting inundated with uh, emails and on my Facebook page and people sending me Facebook messages thanking me for all the support, for all the help from Bama uh, Caring Center, from the oh. Bama Aid program that we have where we have put money in the bank and people are raising money through charitable works and acts and put put those donations in there. And, and therefore, when we have something like we just did, where someone's trailer flooded and washed away in mm. the flood, they have been furnished enough money to go get another place to live. Mm. They're still trying to take care of their children. They don't have any clothes. They lost all their food. Mm. And so having an ability in a time like that to reach out to our, our population and actually do the donations direct to them is such a powerful thing because, you know, going through the United Way, is, it takes weeks, plus the help is not, it's not fast yeah. enough and it's not enough. You can't apply for enough grant money that, that will go to one person. So we started Bama Aid about 10, 15 years ago because of that very fact. It was taking too long to get the help and support coming through the, the United Way. And so now... We don't discourage people from uh, giving money to the United Way, but we encourage them strongly to please give a donation every year to the Bama Aid Foundation because Mm -hmm. that goes directly to our team members in times of need. So, you know, it's, it's amazing. But as you've said, people come together, too, during these times. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, that, that often happens in these times, but your people came together and you all help each other. That's really yes. walking your talk. We all came together and we were helping each other. And that's, we helped provide some shelter space. We helped, um, you know, like I said, with the food donations. We helped with clothing. Um, we helped with money. 
And so, you know, half of our community was underwater about two weeks ago. Mm. And it's very, it's very, very frightening. Plus, there's been 63 tornadoes go through Oklahoma this, mm. this month, you know, in May. And so people spend a lot of time in shelters, uh, away from their houses, you know, hoping that when they came out, they had, had a home left. So, you know, we have a lot of things to be grateful for in Oklahoma because we never lost one life. Um, and, and people are getting back into their places now, and we will rebuild and we will reground. And it's, it's just part of life as you live in a, you know, in a, a community like this. Um, but people have learned over the years to come together and help each other. Yeah, that's really wonderful, Paula. That's wonderful. All right, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up our interview for the hour with Paula Marshall, who's the CEO of Bama Companies, an international innovator of bakery products, and they make the apple pies and fast food desserts for McDonald's and Walmarts and many other fast food chains. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. 
Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. I'm here with Paula Marshall. She's the CEO of Bama Companies, which is an international innovator of bakery products. She's the author of five books, including Sweetest Pie, Tough as Nails, Finding the Soul of Big Business, and The Executive Entrepreneur. And the Bama Pie story started in her grandmother's kitchen in 1927. And again, this is a family business, and she went on to take the reins. And it's in its 80th year, correct, Paula? Yes, it is. 80th year, amazing. So what do you see for the future? I mean, you've been in the business really since you've been a child, right? I mean, you've really watched it grow, and now we have automation, so some things are automated. But what do you see for food and fast food, particularly as people are more nutrition conscious, as we go forward in the next five years, five or ten years? What do you see? Yeah, I think people are doing a lot of experimenting now. I think there's a lot of people that have lost a ton of weight on keto, but you're starting to see people sort of write articles about keto and, you know, that eventually they don't feel good. Or I just saw an article the other day where the, uh, I think it was the Food and Drug Administration put out a, an article about keto and said that for too long of a, a period of time, uh, people are going to the hospital with some kidney issues and different things. So I think anything in extreme for too long is probably not a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of people fasting today. There's a lot of people drinking their lunches and drinking their breakfast and lunch. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that that's not a good thing, but what you, what you have to look at, Patricia, is over the last 20 years, even with all of that going on, the amount of calories that people are consuming is way more than it's ever been. And mm. the American public is getting uh, fatter and fatter. So our obesity rates are going up, not down. So you have to look and say, okay, what is the system delivering? It's, it's a balanced diet. They're starting to come back and say the reason why the keto fails is because there's not enough grain, there's too much fat in the diet, and the body can't process that limited level of, of carbohydrates. So, you know, I think what we've got to do as a country is evaluate how much we eat, how much food do, do people really need, and then when we eat something, we need to eat something that we would enjoy we don't need to eat 60 biscuits a week. We, we need to eat maybe right. a, a couple or three, four a month. We don't need to um, eat, eat, you know, 50 pies in a setting. We don't need to have, you know, 25 hotcakes piled up. And then the other part of the system that's breaking down is that people are too sedentary, you know. They don't right. walk. They don't exercise. They don't get outside. They don't get fresh air. You know, yoga is a big thing right now. Uh, most people are, you know, just gedging out way too much. So, you know, you see that they're bringing back PE in schools. They're bringing back uh, games and things where people can get outside and play and the kids can go play again. And, and it's just we've got to go back and look at balance. So from my perspective, <clears throat> we're making the right moves with our food. We're taking out some of the things that people have. Uh, you know, we've all determined that we don't need to eat as much corn sugar and, 
and we don't need to eat as much fats and we need to eat more fruits. And so, you know, my apple pies today from McDonald's contain a lot more apples, a lot more fruits. I was going to ask you a lot that. Less that was carbohydrates. My yeah. Was how, and a how, lot how have less your recipes sugar. changed? Yeah, I was going to ask you how your recipes have changed over the years. So Yeah, yeah. we're taking out the, you know, the, the, the corn sweeteners, we're, we're adding real sugar. We're taking out, you know, uh, all kinds of additives, <clears throat> and that's what people want. So when you that's look right. at it overall, it's a more balanced product, not, not out of balance, but it's actually in balance. So that's mm-hmm. what I think we need to do is look more holistically at our bodies and get more exercise. But you're also saying it's quantity, too. I mean, you know, and, and you're also saying, oh, yeah. look, if you want an apple pie or you want a piece of candy, it's okay. <laughs> But in moderation, yeah. not as a steady thing. Have one, right? Yeah. Just don't have sixty. Yeah, yeah. Do you think <laughs> don't um, have sixty yeah. pies? Yeah. Well, and also I think if you look at a chain like McDonald's, I mean, they have a lot more healthy choices than they did five years ago or ten years ago. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That is absolutely the truth. That's that's why they put all those choices in there is because. You know, they wanted to balance out their menu, and they were getting criticized sharply by people who were, you know, being shown to be obese because they ate at McDonald's. I think that the problem with that theory is that all of America is getting more and more obese. So you can't blame all that on McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's the amount of food we eat. When I go to Europe or when I go other places, it's apparent to me that we eat way more than other people do in other countries. I mean, just the amount of food here is just extreme. So I think that is another problem that we have. Consumers have come to rely on restaurants to provide, you know, all this food for $5 or Mm, or $2, you know, for $6 or, you know, $8 or whatever. And it's just, it's people want to get like a lot of food for a little bit of money. It makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they got a bargain or something. So I think we have to kind of change our mindset around that. Right. And also eating fresher food too, Paula, you know, eating food that's fresh. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I, I was watching a CNN special with Sanjay. Yeah. I was watching a CNN. We're all trying to put more, you know, freshness. Yeah, I was watching a CNN special with Sanjay Gupta called Chasing Life, where he went to, you know, these countries that were the healthiest on the planet. One was in Italy. And what they were saying, it was fascinating, mm-hmm. is that from the, when, when the food is in the ground, from the time it gets to your mouth, it's maybe only two or three steps. Whereas here, you know, it might be 20 steps, right? Because you have to put the food on the truck right. and you send it over to the place, then it goes in the store. So it's, it's amazing when we think of the steps before we finally get to the food that we grew. Right, right. And, you know, there's all kinds of genetic engineering coming about. There's all kinds of people looking at, you know, how do we keep vegetables fresher for longer so that the stores can, you know, have a longer time to sell the, pro- the produce and things like that. So, yeah. you know, all of that is all in play and going on. It's just that, you know, as people's... Um, perceptions of what's healthy changes, it, it changes pretty quickly. So, you know, the grocery industry has to keep up with all of that. Exactly. And that's part exactly. of what, you know, what they're, I think what drags them down sometimes is they don't have enough. It costs them so much to change out of one grocery store and there's hundreds of thousands of grocery stores. So they've got yeah. to, you know, right. do things pretty quickly. <laughs> Right. 
particularly if people want fresh food, then then you have to turn it around right. very fast. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, closing thoughts for us today. Just anything. I mean, you just went through the big floods and tornadoes in Oklahoma, and we talked all about being kind to our employees or our team members and really understanding how to have good leadership and listening and appreciating and supporting and mentoring. Closing thoughts, Paula. Well, I think everyone should take some time to think about that work environment and how from what, um, you know, the the, uh, doctor who wrote the article talks about is the toxicity that's created is actually going to end up hurting your productivity. And so it it behooves you to eliminate the toxicity in your work environment and do it through a systemic view where people are valued and respected and they're allowed to take part in what's going on rather than just being told what to do. So um, that would be my parting thought for the day. Thank you so much, Paula A. Marshall, again, CEO of Bama Companies, and you can look up Bama.com, and also you can find Paula, Paula A. Marshall on Facebook, right, Paula A. Marshall. So, all right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Find me on Facebook, uh, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and you can like me there, and you can get my newsletter where you can hear about all the wonderful guests like Paula by writing to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.